Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. It's the holiday season, and I'm sure some of you have decorations that you're putting out that you haven't used in a year. I also am sure that some of you have maybe had to search for that one decoration in a bin somewhere that takes you forever to find. I know that's been the case for me already this season. So this year, when you're putting your decorations away, you should use smart labels. You just buy a pack of smart labels QR code stickers on Amazon, slap one on the holiday decorations bin, and use the smart labels app to catalog each thing you put away. Then next year, when you are searching for that one thing, all you have to do is search in the Smart Labels app and it will tell you exactly where you put it. It's so easy and it will save you a ton of time. So get started. Go to Amazon and search for Smart Labels QR code stickers today. Hello, everyone. This is Felicia. I am bringing you Kristen from Mother Tree Reiki as promised. She, Kristen's here. She doesn't know this, but I raved about her last podcast episode as my, we do like a high five of our week and you are mine. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have you. We are going to dive into Reiki energy healing. Kristen is a is, is there a word for someone who's a, a Reiki healer? Uh, a Reiki practitioner. I, okay. I'm, I'm a Reiki master because I can teach Reiki. I've done enough. I've gotten the training to be able to teach Reiki. But, you know, that's that sounds very grandiose, like I've mastered the universe. <laughs> <or something>, but... <laughs> I like it. Very good. I, I come from a land of skeptical... Like I am not innately a more mystical energy, like woo-woo person. And in the last five years, I've really had my mind shifted by reality into like feeling how um, energetically true a lot of these mystical ritual experiences are, whatever you want to call them. And I've heard of Reiki. And I've had a lot of people mention that they've done it. But again, when people are speaking words about Reiki, it sounds, la la, what are you even talking about? So I want to start with you telling us, you know, how you came upon Reiki, what got you interested, and maybe like the, maybe a little history around the practice. Okay, so telling you the history and like the definition of Reiki, you cut out for just a minute. Yeah, yeah. So history and maybe how you came into doing it. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe first I'll tell you how I came into doing it. Um, I came into it probably around 2012, 2011, 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. Um, because my really close friend was being trained in Reiki. And she had always been somebody that that I would call like really open to 
all the different energies of of this existence, not just, you know, like our five senses or not just reality as it's presented to us. And I had known that about her and always, you know, been curious and had some of my own experiences that you couldn't really put into, you know, that maybe you would call supernatural or you would call, you know, so I kind of had my own experiences. So I was very open-minded and open to the things that she would share with me. And she was trying to find a way to utilize her own gifts and help it integrate it into her life instead of numbing out from it or pushing it away like she had done for years. And so Reiki training was what she was doing. And she asked if she could practice on me. And, you know, because we were close enough friends and she felt safe to do that. And so I was very, very, very lucky to be the recipient of her practicing on me like once a week. And at that time, um, my grandmother had passed a few months earlier, uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, who I was really close to. And, and so my friend was also really a gifted intuitive, a gifted medium, if you want to call her that. And so she was able to really feel and connect with my grandma and, and I could too, but I was kind of second guessing myself. You know what I mean? You know how you do, where you're like, oh, wishful thinking. Oh, imagination. Oh, I'm a weirdo. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was just, you know, repeating and confirming things that I had already really felt from my grandma. And so I was not only receiving Reiki from her, but I was also uh, connecting to the whole, to the, to the, to the other dimensions to, to, I don't know what you want to call it, but just to people who are no longer in their bodies that we can see in this realm, but who still exist energetically. So anyway, that, that's how I came upon it. And I really needed it at the time. I was, you know, a young mom of five kids and I was moving into that next chapter where I knew that I was done having babies. And so it was kind of like, well, what do I want to do with, with my me, my life, my time beyond, Mm -hmm. um, being a mom and a wife, which was kind of a shocking realization for me to realize like, whoa, being a mom and a wife is really depleting me. And it really feels like everything I do, they just undo. I need, I need something for me, (laughs) you know, and I was having some physical health issues too. Um, and so I was like, I was facing fears of my own and, and I just really needed some support physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, everything. So mm-hmm. it just came a time for me and that's how I came upon it. So when you, there's two points in that, that I want to be sure to touch on. Cause I'm sure our listeners will be like, wait, don't let that pass. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is when it comes to these experiences where we are, we are feeling in our body or spirit, or whatever you want to call it, that uh, ping of either either something's in our mind, like, oh, wow, like that was something. And then we push it away and we say, nah, that's just a coincidence. Or like, this person comes into your life and you're like, eh, that could, you know, that could happen anytime. Like that second guessing is what always pushed me over into skepticism of anything like this. Mm-hmm. And it's an opening to the possibility that the universe and the energy of all the people are working in a certain way that has 
made me realize those moments and open up to these experiences. So when you said that, was there, do you feel like you were always open to the possibility of those things or it's changed over time? I feel like I was always really, really open to those kinds of things because from the time I was a little girl, I would have dreams that were significant and meaningful, or I would hear loving voices either audibly or in my head. Um, and so, and, you know, I was brought up super religious, um, you know, in the, in the dominant religion of our, of our state of Mormon. And, but the way my parents taught it to me, they taught it to me with, with a lot of love and a lot of like, listen, all these, all these types of things are possible. Like they, because my mom and dad had had experiences with their loved ones. And so they really kept me, kept my mind really open to the fact that our loved ones can support us, can communicate with us, can create like significant synchronicities, can create like perfectly timed, you know, coincidences in quotations. And Mm -hmm. so like I, from the time I was a little girl, I feel like I was super duper open. It was like a normal thing for me to like, I don't know, have a sense of things and feel things. And so, and two, you know, I was, you know, brought up so religious, but I was, I was hungry for more. I didn't feel like I know the religion wasn't meeting my needs at all. Like it wasn't meeting all my needs. It was kind of confining me in ways that I didn't understand or see at the time, but I was always looking for something a little more free, a little more organic, a little more natural, a little more like not so, um, gosh, like not so, I want to say scripted, but not so like step A, step B, step C, step like one, two, three, all these steps. And then I don't know, just, just kind of like this over overthinking way of doing things. I wanted it to be more intuitive and natural and free and loving and less, I don't know, fear-based and stuff. So I was seeking and looking for other things always. And I had already kind of made and tapped into my own way of praying and my own way of connecting that really wasn't by the book as far as what had been taught to me with religion. So like my, my older sister, always has said to me, and I, I'd like to believe her, but she, she always says to me like, Kristen, you've always been like this. You've always had connected. You've always been magical or, Mm. or, you know, been Mm -hmm. connected. So. Yeah. I love, I do feel that about you. I feel that in your like presence that you have this, um, way to see what's beyond what's happening. I guess is like the feeling that I feel when I'm with you. So I will second that and just soak that in for yourself. (laughs) Um, So for those of us who, you know, and there's not, for me, I've learned to accept and love my like feet on the ground, very like head down, like that energy instead of, you know, there, there has been a little bit of like, why can't I be more like free and open to things of, of critiquing myself? And I have moved past that into, I am how I am. And also like we are malleable creatures and I can adapt. And so 
little practices for me, like finding symbolism in dreams or, or, you know, animals or things that come into my life or um, noticing serendipities as I'm going about my day. Wow. What are the chances that that person walked into the store and we had that conversation? You know, um, those are things that are helping me open to this more mystical energy, if you will. I'm wondering yeah. if you have other practices for people, more, more concrete things. So as we're moving into talking about what even is Reiki for someone who's maybe like, what are they, what are they even talking <laughs> about? You know, like, like what, I guess, why, why should we open to this? What have you seen in your practice that has, has made you feel like this could benefit everyone? And maybe yeah. then if you have anything on, on how for people. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, I would, I love how grounded you are. I love <laughs> strong root chakra energy, your strong, like logical, practical masculine energy. And I don't mean that in like a, a gender way, but just that, that structured and I will go and create and do and manifest. <laughs> you, you really have a strength there and I love it. And that's something that I like think, Oh, I'm envious of in, in a lot of ways. Like I look at people who are really like able to boots on the ground and just be, you know, my husband's that way too. And I love it. I I feel like I've always been more, um, up in the upper chakras where I'm, I don't don't know, feeling, feeling things that are a little not so grounded, which Mm -hmm. is great. We can all balance each other out and benefit. So I love that about you. I love, I love people who like kind of call themselves a skeptic or, I mean, not unless they're snarky about it, but like those people that kind of say, well, I don't really know. I I don't know. Because it seems like those people are more open-minded and, and it, anyway, so I love, I love that about you. I love that about people who are like, oh, I don't really know. I'm not going (laughs) to do anything. Cause it's like when I work with people like that or have conversations with people like that, it ends up being that they're more open-minded and they can consider things because they don't just think, Oh, I have all the answers and I know everything, you know? So mm-hmm. I love, I love your energy. I love your essence and how you are and what you're able to create because of that. So, yeah. Um, okay. So how is it, wh- how and why is it beneficial or why would we want to kind of be open to this kind of thing? I think we all know. I mean, come on. <laughs> we all we all know to a different varying degrees that love or that magic or that like like that those little winks we get from the universe of like, "Hey, I got you. Hey, I see you. Hey, this isn't so chaotic and random as it sometimes appears." I think we've all, I know we've all had experiences and that if we allow ourselves to integrate, integrate those into our full reality, we'll all benefit from it. We'll all benefit from, uh, being more flowing and more open and more, like letting the love in, like letting, letting the love in. And I think the, the best way that I feel like you can do that is being around people who who are open like that, maybe for one. Uh, and maybe for one, the top thing I think is 
how do you feel when you're in nature and how did you feel as a little kid when you're, you know, when you're like outside playing with your friends or you're just laying on the grass or you're just jumping on the trampoline, like those little kid things and those nature things, those nature memories and little kid memories, that's more connecting to your true essence. And if you can remember those times and then access that by doing those types of things, you're going to be able to connect into this kind of this Reiki energy or this life force energy or this greater universal love and truth and flow and power that's out there for all of us that we're all a part of that we're Mm. all, there's not any of us that are not, you know, have access to this because this kind of language is our native tongue. You know, our native tongue is spirit to spirit or energy or, you know, love and, you know, the language we're speaking now is something that we've learned and been conditioned and programmed with. And I, so it it really is more natural to us than I, than we think. So Hmm. time in nature, time with people who are open-hearted and open-minded, time with animals, time with doing things that you love that light you up. Uh, It'll help you just get your own epiphanies and connect to your own inner wisdom because it, it, like we, we are it, we are that love. We are that wisdom. We are that universal all-knowingness just mm-hmm. dancing around in our little human avatars. So you don't have to go far. You don't have to go yeah. very far to find it. Like yeah. feel yourself. Do something nice for yourself. Go have fun. And then your little your little inner guru, shaman, wisdom keeper will like speak up and talk to you. So mm-hmm. I mean clearly that's going to benefit everybody because think about the the, the fear traps that we all get stuck in, think about the, <clears throat> and, and when we connect that part of ourselves, we can get ourselves out of those, out of those fear traps or out of those, um, just those ideas that are kind of fed to us and programmed to us that then limit us or make us feel disconnected or bad about ourselves or thinking that somebody else has the answers. So I think it can a- absolutely benefit every single one of us, whether they go have a Reiki session or not. Like, you know, maybe that's not, you know, people don't, there's, I'm sure there's certain people that maybe that's not the answer for them right now. I don't, I don't think it's for everybody as far as everybody's timeline of where they're at in their life. But I think it definitely is for everybody just to be still, be kind to yourself do things that you love and that you want to do, learn how to trust and come back home to yourself so that there there's all, you'll find all the, the answers and the love and the wisdom get better at like receiving love for yourself and giving love for yourself, giving love to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the dominant um, permission or release or whatever you want to say that I felt during our session and what what was really profound to me well there's a couple things um i i didn't really have a huge expectation or knowledge of of what we were even going to do <laughs> and <laughs> this is just for everyone that is like what even is drakey so it traditionally it's and correct me if i'm wrong it's a, a reiki practitioner laying on of hands to, to essentially move energy through the, through the chakras 
or to mm-hmm. see the energies where they might be stuck and, and help guide them to move healthily? Is that like the idea yeah. of what you distill it down to? Yeah, yeah. And Reiki, by definition, the way the word defined for me was divinely guided life force energy mm-hmm. uh, or universal wisdom life force energy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the in the in the practice, it's basically you can have your hands hovering above the practitioner has their hands hovering above the person or you can touch the person, you know, if the, if they feel comfortable with that. Um lightly and it allows the life that divinely guided universal life force energy it amplifies it and and it helps it flow through the person that's being worked on yeah and it and it really i i describe it too as kind of like a massage for your emotional body for your spiritual body for your mental body and for your physical body but you know just like when you go lay down on a massage table and it's so relaxing you're finally able to relax, which then allows the body to heal itself because we are our own healers. Our bodies know what to do. Our souls know what to do. And if we can get out of fight or flight and fear and productivity and proving and striving and anxiously being engaged in a good cause, like all all that stuff, then that life force energy naturally and that healing is naturally going to happen. And so when I have people lay on my table, I think it's, I'm, I'm more I feel like the way I give Reiki, it's more focused on like a massage to the emotional body. I can feel where there's tense or trapped emotions or energy, and I can help bring it to the surface or bring it to their conscious awareness and we can help move it through, mm-hmm. you know, and I might, I might feel that physically in my body just because empathically we're all connected. And I set my intention to, uh, I set my intention and then it kind of happens without my control too, of like just empathically connecting to the person's energy and to their body in a way that communicates to me, um, what they might need. So, yeah. So I can feel like, you know, if somebody's really over overthinking, like I'll, I'll feel like pain or heaviness in my brow or like repetitive thoughts looping around. And so I can, put my hands there and talk about it. And I, I am more of a talker in my Reiki sessions um, because I feel like it helps move the energy. And if I can, some, you know, I love my client to be able to go into, we both go into more of a meditative state. We drop more into our heart center. Uh, but I will have, like I did have you, you know, verbalize some things because it helps the energy mm-hmm. move. And you are the one with your answers. You are the one you are your shaman, you are your own guru. And so if you can relax enough to speak out your suffering, you're going to be able to speak your own wisdom and your own answers to yourself. So I, I do, uh, ask my clients questions to help that energy move and yeah. And then, and then it can help them just relax and get out of the scramble that, that human life can make us be in. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I was so going in having having no expectation, also feeling very comfortable with you because we've had previous interactions. So I was very relaxed and open to um, whatever was going to happen. And the the really amazing thing for me, one was I 
here we go. Everyone's going to be like, Felicia's saying these words. Like we need to like record this and replay it for her. I could see the color of the light energies before you would then tell me the color of the light energy you could see. (laughs) So that happened within the first two minutes. Yeah. It's over. It's all this like, And it allowed me to really open to like what was going to happen because I could feel that we were connected in that energetic way. Yeah. It was really magical. And then, you know, the profound feeling for me, there were a lot of, there were a lot of little um, things that I was like, wow, yes. Wow. Yes. You know, like over and over, but the, the one, when you're saying, you know, giving love to yourself, I've had a pattern of feeling kind of unmothered, not really taken care of for various reasons in my childhood. But then also, um, you know, I've built up this protective wall of I am the one who will take care of everything. And what I felt very profoundly in our session was this overwhelming feeling of um a divine feminine love mm-hmm. that was was my love that I could give to myself but also wasn't you get what I'm saying <laughs> I do I hope <laughs> and um this feeling of this barrier breaking down of weight you haven't let people take care of you and, and it was a really interesting like you know, for so so long, I've critiqued, you know, other people outside me of like, no one helps me. No one takes care of me. <laughs> and I do everything by myself. And because I was telling myself that story, I was doing that. <laughs> and it was just really, it wasn't like a self-critique. It was just like, oh, honey, like, you don't have to do that. Like, I've got you. We've got you. Whatever's got you. Like, it is anyways. And so it was very, um, it, it did open me up to a new level of, of self love and awareness that throw out everything else, all the other things I felt about it. I, I was like, every single person should feel this. Oh, it, it just made me feel so much more open to that channel in myself, which was really magical. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I, I love how you just put all that into words really well. I feel like a lot of people are going to relate with that and resonate mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like, first of all, I love the way that you take care of everything and that you've learned how to do everything on your own. Like, if, Because for one, it, you're not coming from like a, a victim-y place with that. It feels like you're coming from a really capable, logical, methodical I will take care of this and I will get this done and I do get it done and good. But then there's kind of no pause for like, um, good job me. And Mm -hmm. also, and also I will get things done by allowing in and trusting in and softening up my heart to that. There is this universal mothering love in and through everything and in and through everyone. And I also get to just, curl up and let somebody, you know, tuck me in and bring me my favorite drink. And so I I really, 
again, like you're, you're so like on this beautiful path of learning and creation in your own life, but it feels like really yummy and celebratory to me to see that now you're coming to this point where you're going to feel safe enough to receive mothering love through the universe that you, that you haven't been able to before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that, that's, that's beautiful to me. And I, I feel like that's the kind of love that I have needed is more that divine feminine, divine mothering love. You know, I have a mom that has given me that and grandmothers that has given me that and aunts, aunts that have given me that. And that's the kind of love that I have found most empowering and most healing. And Mm -hmm. and in some ways uh, we grew up deprived of that kind of divine love, divine mother love and access to that love. Um, just because of the patriarchal religion and patriarchal society, which we've been marinating in and and immersed in. And so I have been seeking that kind of love and hungry for that love. And that love, you know, is in and through me and I can give it through my to myself. But that kind of goddessy, yummy mother love is is what I seek. And so I feel like that's what I give. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, at different times in my when my son was trying to explain to somebody what I do the other day, he was talking about, well, I was trying to tell my friend what you do. And it kind of just came down to that. You're, you're kind of like a, a, a universal mom to people or grandma. I did too. This is my teenage son who like, he is the most skeptical uh, you know, he kind of humors me and like, oh, mom. So to hear him say that, I was like, oh, he does see me. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, I feel like yeah. it feels so good the way he described that. And, I and I, that. yeah, I feel like that's what I've created in my in my little healing room, in my healing space, mm-hmm. because that's what I've needed. And when I've been when I've been with the plant medicine and I've been in that more connected, higher consciousness that the plants take us to. Uh, I've done some journeys in my Reiki room or in my healing house is what I like to call it. And and as I looked around the room, coming out of the plants and the crystals and the ceiling and the walls were just goddess faces, mother faces, mandalas and flowers, like everything divine feminine and all these different manifestations of the divine mother. And it just put me in this state of like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> oh, that that's why it feels so good in here. Mm-hmm. That kind of the of love. And that goddess energy, yes, it's mothering and soft, but it's also it's this transformative no more bullshit. Let's look mm-hmm. at things as they really are. Let's quit fooling yourself. Deconstruct this crap that's keeping you away from the love and and your own power. Mm-hmm. And come home and stand mm-hmm. up and speak up. You know? <laughs> yeah, the goddess is 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 that beautiful transformative Kalima fire destructive energy, so that you can then build into who who you really are. And it's also that loving, compassionate energy of Quan Yin, of the Mother Mary, this soft, mm-hmm. loving, unconditional. You are perfect as you are right now in this moment. You are perfect kind mm-hmm. of love. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I would love, if you're open to it, to do a do a part two on 
maybe a deep dive into, you know, that energy of the goddess. I, I feel like our society, we've done it a dis- disservice by not unpacking these like archetypes of the, the feminine, divine feminine, the goddesses. And there's so much power for men and women and so much healing in those, those stories and, and recognizing as much as we have the masculine. And I would love, you know, for sake of time, we can't dive in today, but I would love to unpack that with you. That would be really, really great. I would love that for sure. Do it. Yes. And nothing against the divine masculine, all and all of those archetypes that, that is what been my guide and love as well. But I feel like who really called me home was, the big mama, the divine mother, the big mothership. <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. And I, I feel a necessary, necessary swelling of that energy on the earth. And uh, me too. If we don't need it, we need it. We. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would, I would love to unpack that with you. Um. Okay. So to wrap up, do you want? Can you leave our audience with? where to find you, maybe if they're interested in doing a session with you or just to learn more about you and what you do? Sure. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Mother Tree Reiki is my handle. Um, and you can just DM me if you want an appointment. I, I don't have a link to my booking site. I think I have a link to my a, a podcast that I did um, a few months back. But you can just DM me and I'll send you my booking site. Um, that's probably the best way, I guess, if you're not on Instagram. Um, you can look me up on Facebook and message me there. Okay. And we can link, I will link, um, your other, a couple, uh, your other podcast episode where, where I initially, um, found you, even though we happen to be basically neighbors, I will link that for everyone. <laughs> okay. As well as your, your social media so they can get in touch with you. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Kristen. You were amazing and you are definitely helping us find the magic. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you. <laughs> If you like what you heard today, please share this with a friend or loved one. This means so much to us and it helps the podcast continue to grow. And if this podcast has meant something to you, there are three things that you can do right now that will help us immensely. The first is to subscribe or follow us. And you can do that by going to our page, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you tap on the upper right-hand corner, there is usually a plus sign or a subscribe button. And just go ahead and tap that and that will allow you to subscribe or follow us, which what this does is make sure that you never miss an episode and it really helps us at Find the Magic. The second thing you can do is share it with a friend. So if you like what you heard, um, send it to somebody or post it on social media. This does a ton to help our podcast continue to grow and for us to be able to make more episodes. And lastly, um, if you've enjoyed being here with us on Find the Magic, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Um, we read every single one of those reviews and we appreciate them so much. And we want you guys to know that we feel that you, our listeners are our friends and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. We have loved it. So let's find the magic together. (coughs) (laughs) Brown cows. (laughs) 